the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day, every hour, the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office, which only begins with voting, but it extends way, way beyond that. I'm pleased to have as my co-host this week someone who exemplifies that and fulfills those obligations, Gerard, Jared Gustason. He's the leader of a new group of activists called the Inland Empire Liberty Coalition, and he, he is uh, a pro-American, pro-liberty person through and through, although you know, if you just look at him, <laughs> you might not get that impression. He more looks more perhaps like a um, uh, sociology professor someplace. And he's, 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 he's sitting here in the studio with me, and he's, the, he's probably the first guest guest, surely the first male guest we've had on this radio show that uh, has a nose ring. That's right. That's right. And uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm checking. He, nope, he is not wearing Birkenstocks, at least not here in the studio not today. Yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but they have a great group, the Inland Empire Liberty Coalition. He'll talk more about that in the show. And uh, Jared has arranged for our guest, another great activist who exemplifies what Justice Brandeis said, that the most important political office is that of the private citizen, Sean Fredrickson from San Diego. And Jared, why don't you introduce him? Well, Sean is a, is a new friend. I just get so fired up to see just people that are taking action, especially younger millennials, because I feel like millennials have been so duped in this generation. So Sean represents a, just a powerful leader and a voice in San Diego. He's been speaking at Board of Supervisors meetings, and he's created quite the stir. Sean, we're we're really excited to have you on air, and we're excited that you're here. Thanks for being a friend and an activist and uh, just a, a speaker and a leader. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure being a part of the new rebellion you know i feel like the 60s and 70s had the rebels and now now here we are with our birkenstocks uh doing the same thing <laughs> that's right <laughs> what led you to you what led you to activism have you been involved politically for some time or is this a, is this a, is this something new uh for myself i got involved when the world shut down i've i've been a, a fan of history for a while and then once the world shut down with the whole 15 days, it was like, no, nah, this doesn't make any sense. Like history, history has told us that this is a terrible idea. What are we doing? And then slowly and surely, I got more and more activated. So, other, so, um, what are you focusing on trying to accomplish in your activism? You know, my my focus is pretty broad. Where everybody has their own lane like you mentioned school choice at one point city councils and then you have the county board of supervisors and then there's voting and then there's more or less just knowing who our elected officials are so when when this nation was founded uh the people actually knew who their elected officials were like they're very conscious they knew that they're responsible for preserving liberty and we have fallen so far from that understanding and so I'm at a place where I'm just trying to get people. I'm trying to challenge the populace to recognize the only way this nation will survive is if we, the people, get back into the driver's seat and recognize the responsibility is ours, not somebody else. That is a uh, essential position. It's not one that is widely held. I think we've gotten used to the idea that we can just you know, relax on the ship of state and leave it and let the uh, Republicans and Democrats fight over who gets to be the captain for the next two years. Yeah. Now, Sean, mm-hmm. you're, you're, at like yeah, a, a, you're yeah, leading the charge there in San, Di- San Diego, and we in the Inland Empire, I, I love what's happening in San Diego. It fires me up and encourages me. But one of your main points is always calling, like you said, the average citizen to to take action and not uh, yeah. not to become comfortable or uh, normal with these bizarre tyrannical mandates. Can you speak into that? How do you how do you get into the heart of just your average person? 
Yeah, so lethargy and monotony will end up corrupting a nation. So um, my approach has really been trying to hold, oh gosh, my approach has really been trying to uh, point the blame back to us. So, you know, Black Lives Matter is a great example. So Black Lives Matter, they blame the police for everything. And so I'll get in conversations with people who, who blame the police for all of their, their racial issues. And then I, I tell them, no, 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 it's not the police's fault. It's your fault. And then they're like, oh, no, no, how could it possibly be my fault? And then I'll explain it to them. Well, it's your fault because you have no idea who your elected official is. It's your fault because you're not holding people accountable. It's your fault because you're not actually getting engaged. Maybe if you would share your voice at the city council or the school board in a, in a manageable way, rather than like burning or looting or, or name calling, then this nation could be different in a better way. But really, you're, you're the problem. It's, it's you. And people don't like hearing that. And that's the reason that it needs to be done more frequently, because we've been skirting responsibility. And the more we do that, the more dependent we'll get on those individuals we're skirting that responsibility to. And, and the message makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you raise up children and the children want responsibility. Like they long to put the dishes away. They long to vacuum. They long to, to learn how to clean their room. That, 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 boy, that wasn't my home growing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know well, yours. I mean, well, they, they want to know how to do it, though. You know, like whether they do it on, uh, like on a regular basis is different, yeah. but they still like they see us doing it and they want to know how the vacuum works. Yeah, and they want they want to be a part of the process. I find that especially in our generation too, like this this call to personal responsibility is like a, a call that we somehow get excited about. I think because we are all handed trophies at the end of the game, even if we lost totally. the game, you know. And Gr- totally. Greg Britton, actually, you said something about Thomas Jefferson uh, when you were speaking at the Redland City Council. What what did he say again? Your Jefferson quote, Thomas Jefferson, um, regarding liberty. If it if. Uh, Liberty will leave us or the natural, the, the, the natural, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't have yeah. the exact quote in front of me, but the natural course of things is for government to gain ground and for liberty to yield. Yes, that was, yeah, that's powerful. And I think that's what you're talking about, Sean. Yeah. You know, it's, Oz Guinness talks about freedom so well. We're in his, in his, one of his latest books, it's the suicide of a free people. I think is what it's called. Hmm. He says that the enemy of freedom is freedom where the, the height of an empire always will end with calamity, and the only way to prevent it from happening is if you have a free people love that love liberty so much they're willing to take responsibility that's uncomfortable. Interesting. That reminds me of that quote with like, uh, bad times or harsh time creates strong men. Strong men create yeah. good times. Mm-hmm. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times, something like that. I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it, we, do That's you think so we're in that, that area of just weak, weak men or just absent-minded citizens? Oh, man. Men, men are so distracted. They, I think they have an illusion of being strong. I hang out with Marines. Uh, every once in a while, I do this ministry. It's um, Soul Survivor Outdoor. They're an active-duty military organization where they, they minister to these active-duty Marines. And I sit around with these young guys talking to them about what they do and, and their mindset, and they're so mentally mentally weak. Mm-hmm. You know, physically they're capable, but they haven't the, the faintest comprehension for how a society operates, their role in the society, mm-hmm. and they don't recognize the ripples that their life has on the community. And that's, I think that's, a, that's the, the sign of a, of a republic that will soon fall apart if mm-hmm. something doesn't dramatically change. Well, and it's intentional. This is this so is not an accident. It is intentional, and it relates back to what we were talking about in the uh, school choice and what's happening in the government-run schools. They are they're dumbing yeah. them down academically and civically. They have no concept of this, of what what it means right. to be a citizen of a of a constitutional republic. Hmm. Absolutely, totally. That's the reason that. If you go around asking people how many amendments are there to the U.S. Constitution, they don't know. Or if you just ask them, what's the Fifth Amendment or the First? What are the five rights associated in the First Amendment? Ninety-five percent of the people have no idea. 
Now, in, in regards to this conversation, one thing that it encourages me is like 99% of the people that I know are politically active now. A year ago, they weren't. And I think maybe even maybe you're one of those, Sean. I know I'm one of those people that in March 2020, I didn't know where a school board meeting was. I spoke at one Redland City Council uh, meeting, but that was just because there was a class assignment. But I wasn't a regular at the Board of Supervisors meetings or the Redland City Council or the school board. So one thing that excites me is now this whole sleeping giant concept that's been awakened. um, We could yield massive dividends in the conversation of liberty if we just give it a little bit of time. But so many people are either resigned and cynical or they're wanting to leave to Idaho (laughs) or flee to Texas. Well, that's all, but that yeah. that respite of moving uh, moving is only temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you're you're not you're not you're you're delaying the fight. Maybe you're not uh, you're not yeah. avoid you're, you're not you're not avoiding the fight by, by by moving. Right. And but like you said, Greg, a lot of this is intentional. And if we just give it some time, because we finally people are actually engaging and participating in the democratic process. If we give that just a little bit of time, this thirty year kind of agenda and war against us may turn uh what do you guys think about that you know it's getting people to get to get engaged in the fight is the hardest part where you know you're talking about these people going off to idaho they're not thinking about moving to idaho learning about their school board council and the county board of supervisors they're thinking like you said they're delaying the fight they're running from the fight like there's that there's something about the foundation of this nation when they said, we, the United Colonies, these United States, will stand up against tyranny. We're going to engage in the fight. We could just go back limping to England, deal with the taxation issues, deal with the Quartering Act, deal with these things. But instead, they decided they're going to go toe-to-toe with the strongest nation on the planet. And that doesn't mm. exist as a as a as a very strong nature within many many individuals anymore, and and you were talking about um, how so many people, um, Greg, that you were mentioning the Republicans and the Democrats, and how vying for the strongest political seat. Well, we know now that many of the same corporations are giving donations to both parties, and that neither party is really going to provide liberty at the end of the day. Obviously, there's one party that's better than the other. And that's that's pretty obvious. But at the same time, the system itself is not focused on free people. Like the system wants dependent people. I've got a great story actually that'll 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 explain this. There's a, there's Hold, a guy in San on. Diego County. Let me stop you oh, there. God, we God. we need to, we need to take a break here, and when we come back, you will we, we, oh. we will leave the audience in in suspense, waiting for your story. After we hear uh, from our sponsor for this half, uh, Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back with Sean's story after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escaped from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And I have two uh, uh, people with me, two men, two men. I'm sorry to assume their gender. I could be wrong. You know, you don't ever know. Uh, Jared Gustafson and uh, Sean Fredrickson, who exemplify uh, that saying by Justice Brandeis. Uh, when we left, uh, Sean was about to tell us a story. So now that we've all been in, in suspense for the last uh, you know, uh, minute or so, uh, go ahead, Sean. We're hanging on every word, Sean. Well, there was a guy in the Republican Party that's, that's looked at as being this uh, modern-day hero for taking up some of these great causes 
that are in San Diego County as well as California causes. Well, I had a run-in with him recently, and and in this run-in, he he tried to take an event, and after confronting this guy, you could see that he's uh, much more sleazy than what the public perception is. And mm-hmm. so we challenged him and challenged him on some ideas, and then come to find out he's really just there to, to look the part and accept donations to be the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And this guy exemplifies what the political process has turned into. Hmm. You have these individuals that get up there on the news and they'll say, I'll save the day. I'll implement this process. I'll implement this legislation. I'll save you. I'll protect you. And all that's doing is making more people dependent, which is it's taking away from this idea of how the Republic was established. And that's by the people for the people. And now it's by the politician empowered by the people. Hmm. And that's, that's not that doesn't that's not the, the way this works. That's not how liberty is going to be preserved. And we have to do something different. And in my opinion, the way we do that is ripping off the bandaid, get uncomfortable. And I'm grateful for COVID because you've got nurses that are walking out of their jobs. You have firefighters and policemen and teachers. And that's the first step, getting uncomfortable, crossing through the fear, recognizing safety is not first. Safety has got to be third, fourth, fifth down the road. Uh, priority is liberty. Secondary is courage. Third would be something like um, um, maybe uh, ensuring that your morality is, is set up. Like safety is, safety is on the top five, but I'd say probably five on that list. Safety first is a terrible, terrible way for a, a nation to live or operate. Right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have a free country or anything else if, if it was always... Safety first. We uh, we we uh, played a little segment right. from uh, from an interview with by Robert Kennedy on Tucker Carlson in our last week's show, and and uh, uh, Kennedy said we have to love our freedom more than we fear a germ. Wow. Amen. Wow. So, Sean, where can people connect? Are you on social media someplace? Where would people connect with you? Yeah, and what's going on in January eighth? Because I'm I want to come down and and hang yeah. out. Dude, yes. So January 8th, we are having a an enormous rally. We're bringing in L.A. County, San Bernardino County, Riverside, Orange County, San, and San Diego. And we're all going to meet at Waterfront Park in San Diego to host this massive uh, Liberty rally focused on empowering, or empowering people to take back their responsibility. Um, it'll be from noon to 5 p.m. There'll be live music. There'll be speakers. And then we're going to do a march around the, 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 the like the admin building there. It'll be one of those events that you need to be at. And we want all Southern California counties to be represented because this is not just about San Diego. This is about uniting SoCal. Hmm. Like we all are Southern California. We all have the surf skate. Like this is this is our this is our home, and we need to reclaim it. Like they're pretending as though like Southern California is like this scared uh, liberal cesspool. Timid. Yeah. Anybody that that's that's from SoCal. We know. We know that this is a bunch of crap. This isn't who we are. So anyway, you can you can find details on that shortly. We have uh, we'll be promoting that quickly. I'm on Instagram, Sean Fredrickson, on Instagram. I'm uh, I'm banned like shadow banned. So you have to type it in perfect. You won't find me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's S H A U N. Yes, sir. S H A U N. Last name is Fredrickson. That's F R E D E R I C K S O N. Just as an aside, I encourage everyone who is building a substantial following is to be getting, I mean, you can use them while you can, but be get, get off of the big dem tech platforms. They can take away your platform instantly. I, yeah. I was just well, about a month ago. <laughs> Did you have experience with this, Greg? <laughs> Facebook canceled my, my, primary, my, my primary account. No reason given. No, no appeal. It, would no, it was like, here, this post is really bad. That's why we're doing it. Right. It just, was just you're wow. you are you're, overnight. You're you're canceled. Uh, my friend Katie Hopkins. Wow. She had a million followers on Twitter. I told her repeatedly, you needed to get start get it, start migrating off the platform. They can cancel you, and overnight. she didn't. And they did. Man. And and she and she's, she's on Gab now, and she I think about two fifty. Last time I looked, of followers. Wow. But, so that's a Gab. Is, Gab Gab's the best alternative. Telegram is also good. Start go, start your migration over there. Yeah, get people's emails, phone numbers. Like, let's return back to the Stone Ages where we actually had like communication with people. You know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I, I want to get back to the point where we're meeting in person. Yeah. yeah. We are up here. 
Uh, oh, so yeah. so uh, as, a, as a group leader up here, we, in fact, in the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, uh, we've been meeting. We missed two meetings because of COVID in April and May of 2020. And we've met every month since that time. Now, it, it helps. To our county, our sheriff will not enforce any of this stuff. And our, you know, you have the County Board of Health, but they really haven't done anything. And the, uh, any fines they have been levied, I've heard, are, have not been collected by the mm. county. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're loving fines. We're loving fines. But I've heard that they are yeah. not actually collecting that. Yes. I think that there's also, as, as, as a group leader, and I, you know, I have my own little group here, which I, which I help lead with my fellow cabinet members and uh, Jared the same, is we want to use our people's time effectively. We don't mm-hmm. want them to be doing stuff and spending time okay yeah, we spent time. We had a rally, and rallies can have a, can be useful. We went down and talked to the whatever the board of supervisors, the city council, the school board. Okay, mm-hmm. there's some value in that, mm-hmm. but I, I think your experience probably reflects in that with the San Diego board of supervisors, like we've done with our Redland School Board. You know, <laughs> you may as well be talking to a brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you guys have been going regularly. It seems like they're trying to double down there in San Diego. Didn't they pass recent legislation where they're not going to allow public comments? But then that's also led you guys to a lawsuit. Is that correct? A lawsuit you're suing Nathan Fletcher and the and the supervisors? You got it, man. So we have been showing up regularly since July. So the past four months, we've been at every single meeting, uh, rolling in hundreds of people at each meeting. And what's great about this is you're right. The, the people on the board don't care what you have to say. They're really just gritting their teeth the entire time we're speaking. Nothing changes. <laughs> speaking of dead corpse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're, I mean, they, there's no point for them to even be in the room as we're speaking. But what is changing is the hearts of the individuals that are mm. observing. And wow. so we recognize it's not about the people that are sitting on the board. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's about the people that are sitting at home. And if the people that are sitting at home will realize they are far more important to this movement than the board or any other person wants them to recognize. Because one person, one person can make an enormous change. Because one person has a voice. They'll encourage somebody else with being courageous. Like, think about it. When you're walking through a grocery store, Everybody's masked except for one person, right. and then that one person makes eye contact with other people, and it gives those people confidence to take their mask off. I've been in a grocery store with no mask, and I've had somebody walk past me with my mask off, and he takes his mask off, and he's like, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like there's this enthusiasm of liberty that we bring as an individual, and the collective doesn't want that, which is why they're coming after the freedom of religion. Because it's, they don't want us to be independently right. thinking or ind- independently living. They want conformity, which is why we need those people at home to realize yeah. your vo- voice is important. We need your unique voice, and you have to come out and speak. That, that, that's one of the things I really admire about you, Sean. And you just you carry the hearts of the people with you on the journey. And I, I love seeing people emboldened by you. And even what you've been doing, going in the streets with a microphone and interviewing people, like really engaging culture and exciting people to take action. And uh, and you're really carrying the hearts of the people. I think that shows even – I think you have twenty, almost 20,000 uh, followers on Instagram. It's it's not all about followers, but it's just to say right. people are really gravitating to your message. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, man. I really, I really believe that at this time we need hope and courage. And I, I hope that I'm, I'm giving that to the people so that they'll have that tenacity to step into to, to those scary situations. I know it's not easy to step like you, like you guys going to the school board, knowing that the board doesn't care about what you have to say. It's scary. It's, it's intimidating, but choosing to do it anyway, knowing that there are other voices out there that are behind you. And that's all I'm trying to do is encourage people. Like I'm, I'm with you too. Like, let's go get this. I'm scared too, but let's go, let's go through this journey together. You only have 30 seconds left here uh, in this half. And I want to thank you for being, for being on. I'm going to, in the last 30 seconds, I'm going to offer the following. It's great going to the board. But there is no cause, political cause, more important, we'll talk more in the second half, than getting school choice enacted in California. Because in the government-run schools, they are teaching the children to think not free. If you want people to be free, they have to think free. 
Mm-hmm. Hat tip to Tim yeah. Donnelly for that concept and, and that quote. Once again, uh, Sean, thank you for being on the show. We very much appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for the exciting second half of United IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Landing and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We just had a good interview with a great activist and someone who exemplifies that quote from Justice Brandeis, Sean Fredrickson, in our first half. And we're continuing. Uh, my co-host this week is Jared Gufsison, who is the leader of the another great uh, and new uh, liberty group, the Inland Empire Liberty Coalition. And and again, if you know, if you don't know Jared, if you saw him, you would never think he is one of us. You would never think of him as a freedom-loving, America-loving <laughs> American, which he is, notwithstanding the, his nose ring. That's right. I try to fly under the radar. Yes. You know? In incognito, he could he could infiltrate spy. the faculty the, the faculty lounge at any <laughs> university in America. That's right. I even started to use their language against them, like in the name of inclusivity and equity. You know, what intersectionality teaches us about coming together and recognizing disparity and, yeah. Yeah, the, I just right. Is there was this back in the 1990s? Is someone they put together a a paper of just in, it was incomprehensible. No, there was no I, I, ideas or information behind it. It was just a string of these buzzwords and mm. buzz phrases at the time, and they got it published. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember someone talking about the literature behind white privilege narrative, and it's just like a, a woman who published a paper of 48 reasons why she believes that there's white privilege there's no like legitimate research or you know data behind what she published it was just she just got a a narrative really popular and it kind of and it ran with it people ran with it uh ronald reagan said freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction i think we're at least Mm. halfway through that generation our local congressional candidate tim donnelly he said that uh to be free you have to think free hmm and he did. It was, it was like a kind of a throwaway line when he was making a speech, and, and I thought it was just it, it was it was a very profound yeah, observation. Profound. And because I think so much of what's going on with COVID, mm-hmm. especially with the children, is to train them to think right, not free, right from the get go. You're not free. You just do what you are told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You just start asking people questions. I was at a pool party at a 4th of July event with two young ladies who were all about the the most liberal, common narratives. And I just started asking just a few questions. And it was so fascinating to me how fast their ideology just unraveled as you just push against it just slightly. And I think what we're going to find out is when you start to push uh, against these liberal ideologies just slightly – more and more people are coming away from that ideological possession and into a space where they're willing to challenge those ideas and thoughts. 
Like, look at Candace Owens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, and she. I mean, she. Tra- she kind of. Uh, I was about to say transition, but that has, that has a whole another <laughs> meaning these days. <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, she. I, I watched some of her stuff before she became famous. She was posting yeah. videos, and I, and I stumbled upon some of the stuff. And it was just some really, really good. It was really, really good stuff. And, and she. Yeah. And then she's. Uh, she's kind of made it a big, a big time. And okay, she was sixteen, and maybe she was more on the liberal side. But all right. Okay, so you grow up a little bit more, and you see the mm-hmm. see the realities of the world, and and uh, if she's faking it, she's doing an awful good job of faking it, right? In terms of what, because you can't do it. Rush Limbaugh, he said that yeah, that he was he was successful for all those decades, and he said the only way I could be successful is to be saying what I really think. I can't. Mm. You, you can't come on the show. You can't go out every day on the radio and and fake stuff and say things right. that you don't. Really believe the audience will get will 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 catch on to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, for my for myself, I I went back to higher academia to pursue my uh, finish my bachelor's and get my master's degree, and it was that experience, ironically, that turned me running back to the right after I took race and racism, African American heritage, the talks conversations about intersectionality and white privilege, and I started asking questions and thinking more critically. And it it scared me to death. And then feeling shame, a personal shame, and feeling um, like my voice was less valued in these classes based on my race. Uh, it made me really consider um, the ideologies that were so common. You know. Well, I think I think I think it's part of wrecking the country is to try to divide, and it's a very, it's a very Marxist concept. Mm-hmm. Is that originally it was the divining line was going to be class. It was going to be the workers of the world unite and overthrow their uh, and overthrow the capitalists. Mm-hmm. Well, that 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 just didn't, that didn't quite work out because of the rising living standards that capitalism, which is a bad word, mm-hmm. the free enterprise system, which is a better word, better term, uh, produced. Right. So that the idea. So they figured out the divisions had to be something else. Mm-hmm. So race is one of them. They're going to divide people along racial lines. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you listen to them talk, it's it's America is worse than it was at the height of the Democrat imposed right. Jim Crow segregation right. days, pre civil rights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Winston Sears, the new uh, the, the new lieutenant governor of Virginia, talked about that in her acceptance speech. That people think it's like it's like 1963 when my father came to came to America. Right. It's not. It's just like, you know, we, we, we eat where we want. We live where we want. We own the water fountains. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, they, but they want to make you think. Right. And, they, and that's what that's. So it's just, it is to overthrow our existing system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're trying to do it on racial lines as well as undermining, it's called cultural Marxism. And mm-hmm. this is something goes back to the original idea was in the 1930s by someone named Gramsci is to destroy the underlying culture right. that supports the country and the economy. Because the, the, it, it, that culture is essential. Those shared beliefs of what make a country. Right. And it's to undermine all of that. Hmm. So, so like I, attacking like the moral, the, the moral fabric of the nation. Right. In the way of like undermining the family values or undermining the family nucleus. Sure. And as well as, as well as the history. Hmm. Is uh, uh, George Orwell, and it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing how much we quote George Orwell, or how much I quote George Orwell these days. Uh, it's, it's like um, this cartoon, and <laughs> it's up in heaven. The angels are up in heaven. There's two angels are over here on the cloud talking, and a third angel is approaching them. And one of the first two says, "Okay, oh, here comes Orwell. Get ready for I told you so again." <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's <laughs> exactly what's it, happening. Yeah. Says that um, he who controls the past controls the future. Hmm. He who controls the present controls the past. Hmm. Karl Marx: A people without a heritage are easily persuaded. Wow, and that's exactly what's happening in America. But then Ronald Reagan, he had, he understood the same thing, and, and it was it was his uh, his farewell address. Mm-hmm. He talked about this: if we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. Hmm. It's, wow. it, it's part of that national identity. So when I grew up, you learned the, you know, Americans are thinking, like crossing the Delaware, this daring um, offensive operation that turned, helped turn the tide and save the, and save the revolution. Mm-hmm. Or if, if you were to say the story of 30 seconds over Tokyo, 
I think if you went around and 30 seconds and asked people on the street, uh, street on the street interviews, what does that mean? What does, what does 30 seconds over Tokyo mean? Yeah. 1%, 2% would have any idea what it, what, it, what it meant when it was, you know, I grew up with this. It was this daring, again, this daring offensive operation early in World War II when the Japanese had overwhelming naval superiority in the Pacific. Yeah. Two of our carriers snuck up to Japan, launched a B-25 attack, which didn't cause serious damage, but it was a great morale booster on our side. It was a shock for the Japanese side, and it caused the Japanese to hold back air and naval units to protect their home islands instead of deploying them forward right. into the, the in, war. In, 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 into the war. So it has had an enormous, and it was a it was a great it was a great surprise, daring. It was like this is what America is about, mm-hmm. right? This is what, this is this is the kind of things that Americans do, but they're taking that away and replacing it with this very dark, perverted version right of america and i have friends that like some of them don't even want to celebrate fourth of july or even after the kyle rittenhouse verdict there's this big push to tear down the whole nation because they they say that the whole nation is built off of the backs of white racist men so there's this retelling of american history that ignores the complexity or nuances of history takes the u.s history outside the context of world history and then we forget our ethos and our values as Americans, and then we question our own identity, and then we're attacking our own nation. We're being destroyed from the inside out, Greg. Absolutely. Again, it is intentional. And what they always do, they're always willing to compare, is they'll compare George Washington, find flaws in him, or, or Thomas Jefferson, compared to the ideal of today. Right. Yeah. But what they never, ever, 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 ever do right. is compare their contemporaries. So what was what was society like? What were people like? Yeah. Yeah. Native the Americans, yeah. the Ottoman Empire, oh, right. yeah, exactly. China, India, Africa, at the same time as George Washington right. and Thomas Jefferson. They yeah. never do that. Right. Yeah. When I was in African American Heritage. I was at, I was talking about the unique qualities of African American culture, and I asked a question of the professor, and I said, "Did these qualities come uh, emerge while in their time in in North America, or did they take them from their primitive answers?" And I used the word primitive, Greg, and she took two lectures to lambast me personally, making me feel so embarrassed and ashamed for using the word primitive. And in the context, I was asking. I was using this word in reference to like 1700 Africa, where they were selling their own people to slavery and worshiping the moon and dancing around a fire and cooking on, you know, open flame. How how many people, how how often do they teach that almost all (laughs) of the slaves that were brought to the New World were sold to the slave traders by... African people, slave traders, <laughs> exactly. And again, we take out, we take it out of context, right? And then we rewrite history to shape the most negative um, idea of America. Exactly. So, how many do they do they teach that more white people, Americans and Europeans, were taken as slaves to by by the Muslim? Pirates in North Africa. Yeah, almost 180,000, I think. More, like about 1.5 million. 1.5 million. 1.5 million. Slaves. More than were brought to what's now the United States of America. Wow. Wow. We're taken out of America. What, well, no, no, but more, right. more out of Europe. They were right. so. Out I mean, now they would right. they'd raid the ships, but they would also raid on land. They would. Wow. To, and to, to, to capture slaves. Wow. And where did they take them? They were taken back to originally to their slave ports in North Africa, and a lot of them were then sold as slaves to the Ottoman Empire. Wow, wow! So that and so there was so slavery was the context in which the U.S. slavery began. has existed yeah. as long as there have been people. So with, with and they, again, they don't they're not going to teach this right. is that Western because of Western civilization, which they decry, has largely eliminated. Hmm. Slavery. Now, it still exists in some places in Africa. It still exists in some place, in some Muslim-controlled areas. Yeah. But slavery has largely been eliminated in the world because of because of America and Western civilization. Ethos. Yeah, and don't teach that. I didn't realize that uh, George Washington was advocating against the slave trade even before the Revolutionary War, writing letters to King George, and that he wanted to release his slaves. And he found the only loophole in Virginia law was to be able to release his slaves 
upon his death. They would not allow him to legally release him any time before that. Or that Thomas Jefferson wanted to release his slaves, but because he had debt, he was unable to under the law of the time. And so we just get this. We just I didn't get know this, that. Two, yeah, two, two things I, that, that, I just, uh, that I just learned. Yeah, we get this narrative that these were racist white men, but they're actually trying, actively trying to release their slaves um, even before the Revolutionary War. We need to take a pause here and hear from our sponsor. Uh, for this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly... The kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Um, Co-host this week is Jared Gustafson with the Inland Empire Liberty Coalition. Uh, we've got two points. We got two things to talk about in our remaining nine minutes and forty seconds, and that's school choice. And this is Thanksgiving weekend, and notwithstanding all of our problems, we should all take time to to be thankful because hmm. uh, gratitude is an underappreciated as well as an under uh, use not used with the right right term. There's not enough gratitude in the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, school choice is one of the things that we can really do something about. Uh, getting America's children out of the government-run schools for so many reasons is a national survival issue. We were talking about Absolutely. the history and the mishistory and the, and the anti-American history that's now being taught in the government-run schools, and that's essential. That to have this sense of history and pride in your country if you're going to be able to keep a country as well as the deliberate attempts to, uh, to uh, divide people along racial lines with critical race theory and teaching, they're teaching children to be, to judge and treat other people based on the color of their skin. And right. that is racism. It is wrong morally, and it's wrong practically. It's a wildly inaccurate way yeah. of judging or assessing people. Right. So what we can do about it, and here's why it's so important, is because with school choice, we can actually do something about it. You, you go to the county board of supervisors, maybe there's some value in that. Maybe that helps get you know other people, other citizens to fulfill their obligations as citizens. Right. But you're in, in most cases, you're not going to you're not going to change the, you're not going to change any of their minds on the board. Right. Okay. Well, school choice. With everything that's happening, there's no better time for school choice. We can get this on the ballot, and we can pass it. The polls show it is popular. Under our school choice initiative, the Educational Freedom Act. That'd be amazing. That'd be every, amazing. every child that wants one in California who can have an a educational savings account of $14,000 per year. Wow. Parents get to decide where they want to send their children to school. That's amazing. And if you don't use all the money... You can save it for college or vocational training. Yeah. And that, you just say that concept is very popular, and we'll see if, if that gets on the ballot, whether the teacher unions can can spend a lot of money and lie about it and say and convince people that it's really something else. Yeah. But our first step is we need to get this on the ballot. Which I mean, I'd imagine takes some volunteers. It takes volunteers, and I've, I've been out for the past three weekends doing a two-hour shift with some of the people from the Inland Empire Liberty Coalition over at Citrus Plaza. There's a great little place there. There's an there's a, there's a empty storefront right yeah. next to the Target. So we've been able to set up right there in front, right next to the Target, and collect signatures and it's, uh, explain what that's about. And when people hear that, some people don't even listen. But yeah. If they listen, you know, they're on the way to the store or out of the store. They're not even listening to you. But if they listen and yeah. hear that, they go, oh, for a moment, just really? consider it. Really? Yeah. yeah. They get excited. <laughs> yeah. That's I love that's, it. Who that's, doesn't want $14,000 a year to spare when you want to? And free, the freedom to, to choose. The freedom to choose where yeah. to send your children to school. Because even if the government-run schools were in general doing a good job, and of right. course they're not. Of course they're not. If they were, though. Okay. But still, every child is different. Right. So, 
what might be good for might be good for one child might not be as good for someone else, and, and it you allows let, you to ta- tailor their educational experiment. Choose experience. exactly what you what the parents think is is right and That's best amazing. for their children. Right. So to 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 help with this cause. You can go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org, fill out the volunteer form, and wherever you are, the uh, volunteer coordinator for that county will contact you. Amazing. I w- can I say oh, something really quick? Or absolutely. Well, I would just... I would just I'm filibustering. I'm no, you're doing amazing. But I would just say, we've been going to these school board meetings, as you're well aware, and I'll just plug the next one is December 14th. Go online, Google search, Redland School Board, join us. But I would just say, we're trying to help parents help parents by going to these school board meetings. But Redlands, uh, this school choice initiative would not just help them, it would empower them because it would leave them with the autonomy to choose where they want their child to go to school. When it's passed, it will turn every parent and every child from a surf to a customer who can take their business elsewhere. Exactly. And who and in in a world of freedom, you should value value not monopolizing and controlling co and coerce, uh, what coercion coercion coerce coerce not coercing parents to put their kids in your school. But if your school actually provides quality education, they shouldn't be afraid of a, of a competition. No, uh, we have got about four forty left in this in this in this uh, segment in this show. It is Thanksgiving, and uh, that used to be a great holiday. Now it's again, it's all part of the culture war. It's all part of the history. It's uh, the revisionist history that's underway. That now the the pilgrims are these evil invaders, and we shouldn't even be celebrating (laughs) celebrating Thanksgiving. Yeah. but we still do. Yeah, and, we do. And, for good uh, cause, for good reason. It was, and it was, it was a good. It was, it was, it was an example of the kind, the kind of mixed history of the European settlement of America, and people have been moving around and uh, conquering one another as well, just migrating. Uh, the, the, the Franks and the Huns and all these these are people that mi- migrated across Asia and ended up uh, in Europe. Right. So this has been this has been happening as long as there have been people. But when, right. when the, so when the pilgrims arrived. The, the the tribe that helped them had been weakened by disease, so wow. they they appreciated the alliance with the gun toting, gun possessing pilgrims against another tribe that they felt threatened by. Hmm. And the other part of the story that they don't, of course, they don't that they, they rarely tell is that when the pilgrims starved and when they did poorly the first few years they were there, it was because they adopted socialism. Wow. Everybody shared equally in the product and whatever they could grow, whatever food they could produce, find, grow there. Wow. And of course, even in that small little cohesive group, socialism does not work. It, it undermines and destroys the incentives. Hmm. Between right. producing and mooching, when you get when you get equal share, regardless of how hard you work, right, it kills the motivation to work hard. It does. Yeah. And conversely, if you work hard and produce extra, and it's never worked in world history, <laughs> but, but it's just never done it right. Okay. Yeah. Two two forty left. Let me tell you sure. what I'm thankful what, for. Yes. Yeah. One to live in the most powerful, free, opportunistic country in the world. Uh, unarguably and unequivocally the best nation ever to uh, exist in human history. Uh, I'm also thankful for the ability to speak truth, communicate truth. I think in a, uh, truth has become tyranny in a culture saturated in lies. So now I'm a, a terrorist, but I love the ability to speak truth. I've loved that, how that's brought me into friendships that now I feel like are family. And I would say I'm very thankful for my relationship with Jesus because it propels me in most and everything that I do. Yeah. I would do all thankful that. for you, Greg, and Birkenstocks. I and Birkenstocks. I I I uh, I do not I do not own Birkenstocks or a nose ring. I can say that, you know there's <laughs> we share a lot of the same beliefs, but there's maybe where we're we're a little bit different. Oh, but that's yeah. but that's but see that, that but that really is, and that's actually maybe a way lead in hmm. the why of America mm-hmm. is found in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that's that right. all men are, are created, created equal, equal, and they are endowed by their Creator with and certain inalienable rights. rights. That's right. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit, pursuit of happiness. happiness. But the next sentence is just as important. Yeah. That to secure these rights, mm-hmm. 
governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. No nation has ever been formed on that basis, and on that basis, with unprecedented freedom to pursue happiness as we each define it for ourselves, America did become the greatest, freest, most prosperous country in the world. Wow. Wow. It was a quantum leap forward in human freedom and self-government. Not perfect. No country is. It's an experiment. No person is. But it was a, but over what was existing at the time, it was a quantum leap forward. That's right. And as we've been talking about in this show, that is all being threatened mm. entirely from within. And we need to uh, step up and be citizens. We've all talked about that. Is after the Constitutional Convention, we know that maybe some of us know the story, that uh, Benjamin Franklin was approached on the street by Elizabeth Powell. Great story with her. We don't have a time to go into Elizabeth Powell's story. And she had, Well, Doctor, what have you given us, a republic or a monarchy? Hmm. And Franklin says, a republic if you can keep it. Wow. That's a, yeah. That's a charge. And we, the, 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 well, we now we have the longest surviving republic in the world, longest surviving constitution in the world, which we can be thankful for. But... If we're going to keep them, yeah, then as we we need people to step up and Take fulfill action. the obligations of their most important political office, that of the private citizen. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and tune in next week for another exciting edition of United, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.